Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. Hello, enthusiasts. This year, ACES Fall Conference is in Utah, and the park hosting ACERS on Friday and Saturday of the conference is Lagoon Amusement Park in Farmington. But even besides Fall Conference, I know all of us have been excitedly talking about this family-owned park recently because of the opening of the much-anticipated new coaster, Primordial. But this park is so much more than its new attraction. Its history is incredible. So in today's episode, we are diving into the past, present, and future of Lagoon. And who better to talk about all of this? Y'all, we got her. Her family has been part of Lagoon for three generations. Her title is Director of Special Events for Lagoon, but she is the heart and soul of this place. Everybody, welcome Julie Freed. Julie, how are you today? Hey, I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm great. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here and talking all about Lagoon with us. So I, we, of course, have to talk about your history and your family's history with this park. So just let's start from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) From the beginning, over 130 years ago. Let's start from the beginning, 1886 um, is when Lagoon was established. You'll see on a lot of our Um, Our swag, our merchandise, we have a lot of things that say established in 1886. That's when Lagoon opened actually at the Great Salt Lake. It was was a bathing resort. Okay. Um, So not a theme park at first. Not a theme park. That's right. Stayed there for about 10 years. And then the lake began to recede. Of course, a trend that is still occurring today. The lake began to recede. And so Lagoon moved to Farmington, Utah, its current location in 1896. We have been here ever since, and the park was owned by the Bamberger family. It was a stop along the Bamberger Railroad until about common, right? This was how a lot of parks started was Mm -hmm. as a railroad. Mm -hmm. Yep, common theme. And then the park shut down um, during the war in the '40s, and uh, my grandfather Peter Freed and his brothers, after serving in the war. They came back and they were looking for a project and they thought, hey, what if we reopen Lagoon? Um, And at the time, it sounded like a pretty wild idea. I mean, the land was really (laughs) run down. You know, we had our carousel and maybe a couple other little things, but they thought, okay, let's try it. Let's do it. So my grandfather, Peter, I remember sitting in his office maybe 10 years ago um, telling me the story about the first day that they decided to reopen the park. And he stood at the front entrance, which is in front of the roller coaster, which is different today. But he stood at the front entrance of the park, um, or it's over, well, it was over in a different location, I should say. And um, he counted behind his back the number of guests that entered the park as he greeted them. And so he, you know, counted on his fingers, you know, one, two, three, 15 people came to visit Lagoon that day. And they thought 
it was great. I mean, they were thrilled. They thought oh, people really want to be here, you know, which is <laughs> hilarious because it's not uncommon for us to have 15,000 people now. So they leased the park for quite a while from the Bamberger family and eventually bought it. And my grandfather came to Lagoon and worked until he literally did not leave his house anymore. He came until uh, late into his 90s. He passed away in 2020. He was 99, just about a month shy of 100 years old. And he was here well into his 90s. I mean, I think he may have been 97, 98 once he stopped coming to the park. And it's just because he did not leave his house. Um, And so it is in our blood. Um, my father, Dave Freed, who passed away last year. I'm so sorry uh, to hear that, by thank the way. You. Our condolences. Thank you very much. He was planning on never retiring. He thought he too would be here, which he was until his last days. And now I'm the third generation and I feel so lucky to be here along with uh, my cousins, Madison and Christopher. Um, their mother is Kristen Freed, who's now the president of the park. Um, she's actually the only female president, I believe, in the nation of an amusement park, too, which is great. She would wow. never tell you that. But, yeah, so now we're right? here right. as a family affair. I, I think right. so. I think you're right. Wow, yeah. we got to change that. All right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a wonderful place to work, and we're so – we're so lucky to to be here. We talk a lot about the Lagoon family. In fact, the meeting that I just got out of it was our our last primordial meeting, and uh, we were going around the room and you know just adding some final notes to our punch list. And I mean, it is truly a family atmosphere here. We are a family park designed for families, and everyone who works here is part of the Lagoon family. And I just feel so so lucky to be a part of it. So your, your grandfather, Peter Freed, had he grown up going to the park? Because you oh, said... Oh, no. No, he just... No, was, I mean, it was just really a random thing. I, I, I don't think he grew up, you know, thinking at all that he would be involved in, in an amusement park. It just happened after the war. Wow. And so the carousel you, yes. that you had briefly mentioned, that had been manufactured in 1893 is that right that's right that's right it is on it's one of three rides on the national historic registry the carousel the roller coaster and flying aces which is also a wonderful ride the great thing about the carousel is um you know i have so many families share photos of their kids on the carousel and you know you've got a little tiny three-year-old and her grandmother you know has a picture of herself on writing the same carousel character which is just incredible and um you know actually it was saved during the fire of 1953 we had a big fire on the park that burned most of the park down and firefighters stood with their fire hoses on the carousel to protect it and if you look a lot of people don't know this if you're on the west side of the carousel if you look up and under up towards the roof, you can still see the burn marks wow. where it scorched the roof. Yes. So that is truly our gem. We love our carousel. Take good care of it. Um, we have restored a few of the carousel characters um, all by hand with so much care. And uh, we truly love it. We're, we're lucky to have 
have such a special piece here. And roller coaster, as you mentioned, yes, that came of in nineteen twenty one. Double out That's and right. back wood roller coaster. That's right. One of the oldest in the world and an ace roller coaster landmark. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We love that part. And um as you probably are are aware and some of the listeners I believe too, we just celebrated our one hundredth year of the roller coaster and um really everything on that coaster is new from the control system uh, to the trains to the track a lot of locals still call it the wooden uh, or excuse me the white roller coaster which we love you know it's just a fond name um, but we're happy not to be painting it white anymore uh, personally <laughs> it's nice but oh it's such a great ride I mean and at night you've got the sunset it's wonderful What's it like having to keep up these these rise these historic rise? Is it stressful? Is it something that that ha takes a lot of extra time? Is there ever a thought of like, wouldn't it be great to just put in something new here? <laughs> you know? Sure, or sure. Well, that's one of the things I think that makes Lagoon unique is we don't really get rid of rides. I mean, we like to keep a lot of the classics, and one of the benefits to being a seasonal business um, is when we are closed six months out of the year, we really have the time to go in and do all the refurbishing of the wood on the roller coaster, for instance. I mean, every year for the last, you know, I don't know how numerous years, we've uh, replaced a section of the wooden roller coaster with new wood. Um, Wow. And every single winter, every nut, every bolt, everything gets checked. So we're in a really good position. And in fact, I, I tell people a lot of the time, you know, people ask, what do you do in the winter? Do you just go on vacation? And it <laughs> <No>. is like, <laughs> I mean, it is busy here on the park. Many of our crews are busier in the off season, quote unquote, off season, uh, than they are while we're open because there's so much happening and we're we're inspecting all of the rides, multiple crews all the time. So um, it's we enjoy it. You know, we love our our classic rides and our guests love love them and they're special to us. So we treat them just like treasures. So roller coaster was the only coaster in the park for more than fifty years. Yeah, and then in 1976. You started building more coasters there. Right. Jetstar to this classic Schwarzkopf ride, which right. is still there. Uh, and it you is. have two, two Schwarzkopfs, Colossus the Fire Dragon mm -hmm. from 1983. And I believe that you recently took part in the Ace Legacy of Schwarzkopf documentary that's coming I out. I did. I can't wait to see it. That's right. <laughs> what, what is it like to be home to two Schwarzkopf classics? Well, it's like having two very important pieces of history in our park. It's just another reason for guests who are not local, um, like our amusement park enthusiasts, uh, coaster enthusiasts, to travel to come to Lagoon, which which we're really grateful that people will travel to come to our park. But um, you know, we are are we treat our our Jetstar two, our our Colossus, like like treasures. I think I said that earlier, but. Um, those are really special things for us to have to the park and just another thing that, that makes Lagoon unique. 
Yeah, Colossus the Fire Dragon is the last Schwarzkopf double looping steel coaster operating right. in the United States. That's just a cool thing to say. And Jetstar 2 has this vertical spiral lift. So I have a nerdy question for you from okay. one of our listeners <laughs> who would <laughs> I can't like wait. to know why single riders are not allowed on Jetstar 2. Is it because of the seating arrangement? Yes. That's it. Okay. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Seating configuration. I and I am sure that if I were to get Jimmy Sunlight, who's our director of operations on here, he would be able to answer in technical terms and give you a little bit more detail, but you hit the nail on the head. That's um, exactly that, that's it. it. Well done. Uh, I'll make sure to get that answer to that person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, then, of course, you know, we've got all these other, the v Vacoma suspended coaster, it's the bat, the more spinning coaster, spider, uh, Wicked, a launch coaster, yes. Bombora, a steel family coaster, and then Cannibal in 2015, a steel coaster mm -hmm. with four inversions and the steepest drop in North America. And yes. this, like Bombora, was designed in-house. That's can, right. Can you talk of, about that process? Oh, yes, I'd love to. So with Bombora, that was really the precursor to Cannibal. We wanted to see if we could do it ourselves. And Bombora, by the way, great ride. I mean, for so many kids, most kids in between the age of, I don't know, six and 12. I mean, that is their favorite ride. And it is a very fun ride. Um, but we wanted to do Bombora to see. And by the way, the seat design in Bombora is the same as Primordial. So when people ask, I don't know if I'm going to fit on Primordial. Do you have a test seat? We don't. But it's the same seat as Bombora. So if you do okay in Bombora, you'll do all right in Primordial. So anyway, with Cannibal, it took us seven years. We didn't know it was going to take seven years, but it wow. did. Seven years, and we worked with you know our wonderful team of engineers from around the world, art engineering, whom we love, um, and also worked with on Primordial. Um, and we set out to break records, as you said. It's the beyond. Um, it's the steepest beyond vertical drop, um, which we're very proud of. The elevator lift. Uh, something unique that we were so excited about and we're really lucky here in Utah because that ride was developed using many local vendors um one um of which was Intermountain uh Lift and when we designed um the track the length of the track you know I used to have this number memorized I think it's like 2800 something feet of track um but we were able to just drive those pieces of track right down the freeway. Um, and so, <laughs> if you can imagine that, instead of shipping them. And of course, that means fewer connection points creates a smoother coaster, a smoother ride. Yes. So I think one of the things that we're so proud of with Cannibal is that it's such a smooth coaster. You know, we've got these fun um, elements, the lagoon loop and our drop and everything, but it's really how smooth um that ride is that to me makes it so great um so we're really proud of that and oh man 
it was so fun to work on that project. I mean, I remember, you know, the theme changed a couple of times. At first we thought it was going to be the Serengeti. And then we had these <laughs> other ideas. And then it was like, well, we've got this giant tower. What are we going to do with it? What color is it going to be? How are we going to, how are we going to make this work? You know? And so that was fun and um, hard to, to all agree. Of course. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure every park is like this, but with family business, everyone's really opinionated, <laughs> myself included. And so we went back and forth many a time on how we're going to theme it. But um, great ride. We love it. We're so proud of it. And that's really what put Lagoon on the map. Yeah. Really the first time that we really saw people traveling to come to Lagoon. Um and it is a great, great ride. Seven years worth it. Worth yes. It. <laughs> yes, it was. But explain the in-house thing to some people who might not understand oh, sure. what yeah. what that means and what, what the difference is. Yes, the norm in the amusement park industry is to buy a ride. So you buy it from a manufacturer off the shelf. And you would, in, you know, for us, we would install the ride over the winter um, you know, put it in, maybe do some theming around it, and that's it. It's it's not common for parks to design coasters. And this I have to credit my father, Dave Freed. Um, he wanted to design something. He wanted to see, okay, let let's what can how can we set ourselves apart? And so um we designed Cannibal and we used local Utah vendors and suppliers for over 75% of the ride. Wow. And um, it was really fun to go through the design of the coaster and the you know figure out which different coaster elements we want wanted and you know what did we want the seat to be like and I re I have pictures actually of testing out our prototype our seat in the warehouse. Oh gosh, um, what was that like? Years ago. <laughs> oh, it was it was really exciting. You know, it was exciting. We uh, had the seat You'd get in there, you have the lap restraint because that's the other thing. We really wanted you to, you know, your upper body to be free. And uh, we had this little contraption where we could just turn the seat upside down. And I remember my dad saying, okay, Julie, see if you can get out, try to get out. Um, and I could not. But it was one of those things we tested. We have a security guard here who's about six five pushing 350 and he got in the seat and then um some of our employees young kids got in the seat um to test it as well and same thing see if you can get out of there can you wiggle your way out so um and that was years in the making as well wow fun um, yeah but yeah you, so you you more like collaborate then with a manufacturer or that's right yeah yeah and so you were saying our engineering Yes. Uh, is there anyone else that, that you've worked with? Um, Actamium. We've worked with them quite a bit, also on uh, Primordial. And uh, we worked with them on quite a few <laughs> of our rides. Um, but uh, we love working with our engineering. George um, is a good friend of ours as well. And actually, he's coming to visit in a couple weeks, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. Um, and we're really lucky. We've got some really great partners in this industry. Yes, I'm sure that is so important to the process. Now, I really want to get 
into, into talking about Primordial, but I don't want to give away any spoilers, especially oh, since I me, know I don't either. <laughs> that so many people are traveling. I don't want anybody to turn off the podcast because they don't right. want to hear any spoilers. So can we somehow talk about, let's talk about the creation of it and what you've been through over the past few years, bringing this coaster to life. And uh, let's try to keep some of the surprises intact. <laughs> if that's oh, I'm possible. a vault. I'm keeping all of the surprises. <laughs> Surprises and don't worry, I won't give anything away. No spoilers okay, here. <laughs> um, the day Cannibal opened in 2015, we had a meeting in my dad's office, and that was the first day that we started planning Primordial. Um, internally, we called it Night Train. Actually, um, my office buddy and I, we called it Bacon Quest. That was our code <laughs> name. Yes, we needed something to throw people off. I mean, these guys are really sneaky. Yeah, we enthusiasts. are. You find things out that I'm like, I didn't even know yeah. that. How did they we'll know? Call the city and look for patents. And exactly, we'll, yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, so we started planning. We called it Night Train for forever. And, of course, we've been working on this project for eight years now. But we wanted to do something different. We also wanted to design something. And um, it was actually in 2015 that my father, Dave, and I traveled to Canada's Wonderland. Um, we had some business to do in Toronto. And we rode Wonder Mountain's Guardian. And we thought, okay, this is interesting. Maybe we should do some sort of interactive ride because we don't have that at Lagoon. And so then the day Cannibal opened, we met. And again, Dave said, let's, let's design it ourselves. Let's do something different. Now, we did set out to break records on this ride as well. But to not, not to give any spoilers, I'm not going to say what records we have. <laughs> I'm not going to say because I don't want to give anything away. Um, but yeah, so we have been working on that project for eight years. And it's, you know, it's wow. funny. Not only did we set out to design a 3D interactive ride, we designed this mountain to house it. And let's just talk about the mountain. We talked about Colossus and Jetstar earlier. So just the mountain. And you really don't realize how big it is until you're inside. It's 71,000 square feet. Wow. So to put that into perspective, both Colossus and Jetstar could fit in the mountain and we would still have room for rides like the merry-go-round. Okay. Wow. That's how big it is. So, I mean, it was a huge undertaking and um, we lost an entire year due to COVID. Oh, of course. Um, of course. That was a scary time for all of us in the industry. Um, and we had to pause construction and that was really hard. And uh, fast forward, here we are in the fall of 2023, and we just opened the ride, and it is spectacular. I couldn't ask for better reviews. I mean, our guests are so wonderful. They, you know, have been patient with us. And, and talk about patience. Guests are waiting in line for, you know, a couple hours, and they say, it's so worth the wait, and they jump right back in line. It's just, it's wonderful. The feedback and everything has been has been great um and again we wanted to use local utah suppliers whenever we could which we used for a good portion of the ride again about over 75 percent of the ride um 
and it is unlike anything I've ever experienced. There's nothing else like it in the industry. The storyline is completely custom. Um, of course, we waited till the end of the eight years to to do the technical um, part. All of the theming, everything is, you know, we were using the most current safety systems, the most current control systems, all the best technology, the latest, greatest, everything. This ride is totally state-of-the-art, and I would put it up against any ride at Universal, Disney, anywhere. Wow. Um, we, of course, worked with Triotech. Um, who has been just wonderful to work with. We're so thrilled to have them as a partner. Um, they have done an absolutely incredible job with this ride, and we are very proud of it. I have so many questions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's dive in. I have so many questions that I am afraid to ask because I'll get spoilers. Uh, I will say when you mentioned how people were so excited, yes, I've seen that online. In fact, someone that we talked to recently on the podcast, her name is Amy Carver. She wrote the mm -hmm. book R is for Roller Coaster. I think she oh, yeah. was one of the first people to oh, ride yeah. it. She's standing outside the she doors. Was. Uh, I was so excited for her because, of course, she's been taking pictures of construction mm -hmm. from her house. All along, <laughs> right? I know. I figured you'd know who she was. Uh, oh, I, I do. And but... it's funny because I didn't, she would post things and I run LinkedIn social media and I didn't share any of her construction updates because I, you know, we, too much. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to share too much, but I appreciated how, I mean, she knew a lot and she was great, but I was like, I can't share this with everybody, but I appreciate everything that she's doing. For those curious, by the way, Lagoon's Instagram is at Lagoon Park. All That's one word. right. Uh, yes. If you are looking to follow them, if you don't already, which you should. Right. Uh, so I, but my big question that I have that I don't think will be giving away anything is, where did the name come from? <laughs> How did you come oh, up with yes. Primordial? What a cool it's, name. Isn't it a cool name? So again, that was my father, Dave. We had a list of, I mean, pages long. Baking yeah, of quest. names. Uh. Oh man! I mean, yeah, yeah, baking quest. But we had some really cool, like you know, Emerald Mountain, and we had so many cool names. We're going through, going through, and of course, like I said, you know, we're all very opinionated, and so we went back and forth so many times. And I was like, "Come on, it's got to be this." And someone else, "No, this one's the best." And then it's you know, it's funny. All of a sudden, my dad said, "How about primordial?" And we all were kind of like. All right, all right. And at first, we're like, okay, well, this would be a good placeholder. If we still like it in a couple of years, we'll keep it. Maybe we'll throw everybody off and like change the name last minute. I don't know, but primordial is perfect. It means the the word primordial means from the beginning of time, Ooh. and the setting of this storyline of the journey that you're going to follow through this ride. It takes place in the primordial setting. You're in the beginning of time. And so it's just perfect for this ride. Oh my goodness. So excited. Without any spoil, is there anything else that we can say about it to let people know? What what ages is this good for? Your yes. level? Great question. Great question. So um, the coaster elements are actually a little more dynamic than they look. But I would say the coaster portion is similar to that of Bombora, not so much Cannibal. Okay. Um, we set the height requirement at uh, 36 inches. Yes, 36 inches and over must be supervised by a, or ride with a supervising companion. 
up until 48 inches. And we tested that out before we opened the ride to the public. We had some of our employees' kids who are around 36 inches come ride the ride, and they loved it. I mean, I was a little worried because I thought, maybe this is a little intense for, you know, that's like a three-year-old kid. I'm like, is this too much? They loved it. So the coaster elements, they surprise you inside the mountain. There's a couple of like, "Mm -mm," things you don't see coming. And then the storyline, I mean, it just sucks you in. Like you're immediately immersed in, we've got 5,000 square feet of projection screens used in this mountain to make the gameplay come to life. So as soon as you get in, you are just immersed in this new world and the theming around the screens is just phenomenal. So you are really transported into a new world. Wow. I cannot wait. Oh, this is so <laughs> exciting. And I'm so excited for everybody during fall conference who gets to to ride this. Right. Yes. So uh, Lagoon being family owned and this being a family owned park and you, you saying that you all make lists and put things together. And is it is it a voting type of system? Like, what is that really <laughs> like? And did you were you always involved like your whole life? Was this just a, a thing that was destined to happen for you? Was there ever a time? I, I want to know the whole story. I want to know your whole background. <laughs> okay. For me personally, you're saying, right? Yeah. First, let, let's hear about you. Like, did you always, were you always into this as a kid? Was there ever a time that you were like, I'm not doing the family business? Great question. Great question. So growing up, I always knew I wanted to be part of Lagoon, but I didn't really know where I would fit in. You know, I thought this is a great place to be, a great place to work, but I just wasn't sure you know, and I've worked pretty much every department on the park. Wow. Um, and I thought, okay, you know, we'll see when I'm older. And I actually went away to school. I went to Arizona State University, came back. And um, when I came back from college, I started working at Lagoon. And I mean, it was just, it was just instant. It was like instantly I was like, oh my gosh, how could I even think twice about this place? I mean, I think it's kind of natural growing up, you know, if you've got a family business, you know, to think, okay, like this is probably where I'll end up. But I mean, Lagoon, for me, you know, I've thought this is a big place and everybody has a position. Like, where do I fit in? What what am I really going to bring to the table? I I remember thinking so well, like, I don't know. But when I came back from college, I'll tell you what my job was. I had a chair in the corner of my dad's office for four years. And my job was to listen and observe and be a sponge and soak up as much as I possibly could while taking on little responsibilities here and there. And that was truly the greatest thing. I mean, this is totally my dad's planning, but it was the best way I could have come back and come into the business. Uh, My you know, my dad knew he knew this park yeah. like the back of his hand. He knew the ins and outs. I remember thinking, God, he is so smart. How does he know this? He knows how every ride works. He knows how the accounting system works. He know you know, just all of it. And I remember just thinking like being flabbergasted, like I'll never remember all of this. But the best thing I could have done was just to be sort of a fly on the wall and listen and observe and watch how things worked and try to get a better understanding of this awesome machine. I mean, Lagoon is like, it's, 
own little city. You know, we've got our water system. We've got all these components that come together to make everything work. And I'm still learning so much. And I have so much oh, still to learn and absorb. Wow. Um, but yeah, four years later, <laughs> I, uh, I got my own, my own office. And that was nice. But, you know, really, for all of us, our office is the, you know, 100 acres out there on the park. Exactly. Um, But I slowly started to really find where I fit in. And and I feel so lucky to work with the people that I work with because everybody here is passionate about, about, you know, the park. Everyone here feels like it's their own park because it is. You know, it's, it's not... It's not for me. It's not for the free. It's not for anybody who works here. It's for our guests. Like this is their park, right? It's yeah. this belongs to to you, to my son who comes to ride, to you know my neighbors. It's it's everyone's park. And one of the great things about working at Lagoon is everyone um, has the, is given the opportunity to really take ownership of their area, which is nice. You know, it allows um, creativity. And um, it's just become such a wonderful, well-oiled machine. And I feel so lucky to be here. I can't imagine doing anything else. And I've, you know, I got my degree in health and I used to teach yoga on the side and, you know, do some health coaching. And, but I mean, this is my passion. This is really where I am meant to be. And I also had to find for myself when I was trying to figure out, you know, early 20s, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going? What do I want to, you know, how can I make this meaningful to me? I realized the the missing piece that I couldn't figure out until after I went away to school and came back was this place is about connection. Hmm. It's about making memories with family and with friends. And that to me gives me real purpose here you know, creating a place for our guests to come and and make memories with their families that they will cherish for years to come to bring, you know, their kids and their grandkids here. And um, so that's really what it's about. Um, And that's what makes it special for me. I am nodding heavily. No one can see me, but I am nodding and I've got a smile on my face with everything that you're saying. I think that your your father and your grandfather they well but especially your father must have known it was gonna it was gonna get I to you. Think so. <laughs> I think so. I think I think that's why they chair. never pressured me. <laughs> yeah. You know, they never pressured me to come out because I think and same that's what I think about my son too. Like I never you know, I don't feel like I need to pressure him to come out like he'll see. How old you know, is he? It's one of those things. He oh, he was born on December twenty seventh of last year. He's oh. almost nine months old, baby. But I'm already <laughs> planning his future. Don't worry, I plan it all in my head. Uh, <laughs> but I just think, oh, oh he'll see. So like he will just love it. Oh, I, that's that's amazing. I think that you can tell when a family-owned park loves its park and is that yes. hands-on. Right. And I I think that's wonderful. That's so nice to hear, too, because I know so many people feel so strongly about Lagoon 
um, and have such love for it. So it's great to hear that. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> and that the future is going to be bright, but I have to stay in the present. I want to talk about the That's future, right. but quick, we got to talk about the present because the present right now is Frightmares. Yes. So tell us a little right. bit about Frightmares. ACE members are going to experience some of Frightmares. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, first of all, I have to say, you guys couldn't have picked a better time right? to come to the park. <laughs> Frightmares, I'm a little biased because I am the director of Frightmares, but but honestly, it is the best time to come to the park. It's when I tell my friends to come to the park. It's when I want to come visit the park and hang out. I mean, it's just wonderful. So this Frightmares is our Halloween extravaganza the entire park is decorated it's a festival atmosphere we've got nine additional haunted attractions um for all ages kids oh. we have several non-scary walkthroughs um we have haunted attractions of all kinds for everybody <laughs> and we've got fabulous live entertainment halloween themed entertainment which is awesome and it is it's I wish we could figure out a way to like have the Frightmares vibe the whole season because it's just so fun. There's something about it that's palpable. It's in the air when you come. It just feels different. It's exciting. It's not as hot outside. It's cooler. Right. And everybody mm -hmm. is happy to be there and be part of the experience. So there's a lot to see um, when you guys are coming for your conference. We've reserved a couple of seance yes, experiences. Yes, I want to hear about the seance. Well, without spoilers, can you keep a secret? <laughs> no, can you keep probably a not. No, see, see, I can, I can. It is a very um, thrilling experience, and I'll leave it at that. I mean. It's awesome. So okay. seance, we've reserved two shows for a seance, which is wonderful. Um, I, there are, like I said, numerous haunted attractions all, of all different nature. You know, we've got vampires, we've got clowns, we've got you name it. Um, something for everybody. And uh, it's just the best time. We have pumpkin funnel cakes. I mean, come on. What? Does it get any better than that? <laughs> oh, I'm a pumpkin girl. Jeez. Me too. What else Me can too. our attendees expect during fall conference in general? Oh, we've got a... So, well, we were going to do a history tour, um, but good problem to have, we have so many attendees um, that we're not going to do a tour anymore because it's too big of a group <laughs> and uh, it's it's hard to give a tour in, you know, the hundreds. So instead, we will be giving a history presentation with some photos, some videos, um, where we'll show, you know, the park back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I mean, the 20s, we've got some great things to show. And then after we do that, it'll be fun for, for you guys to walk around the park and to visit special landmarks so you could see, oh, this is where the old patio gardens were. This is where Nat King Cole, Jimi Hendrix, the doors, the Rolling Stone, they all played. Wow right here at lagoon and you'll go to pioneer village and that's a great everything in pioneer village is authentic it's a great way to get in touch with utah's history and we've got a lot of really special landmarks that we'll point out to you not on a tour unfortunately but i think it'll be a little bit better in a terrace and then you guys can go explore and then um of course we've got some some special surprises for you guys i know you Ooh. we've talked about an auction we have mm -hmm. a very exciting live auction 
we have some very special items that are going to be on auction. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but there's some there's some good stuff on there. Awesome. Yes. And what about upcoming events? What what's after Fright Frightmares? After Frightmares we close mm-hmm. for the season. So Frightmares goes until Halloween and then we have a list pages long of winter projects that we will be working on. We've got some exciting things coming for next year and we're actually planning about 5 years out. So wow. we always have something up our sleeve. So the future of Lagoon, where how do you like big picture blue sky? Yes. Wh- what do you see? What do you see for the future of Lagoon? Uh, you know, um I, I clearly I'm talking about my father a lot. He's definitely on my mind with us opening the of ride course. this weekend. I had a conversation with him. I mean, this was years ago, but I, I think about it often. Um, and I remember asking him, you know, what what's your plan with Lagoon? Like, what do you want to do? What do you envision? What do you see? And he said, well, you know, the goal that my grandfather told my dad and he passed on to me is, to always do something greater than the previous generation, mm-hmm. bigger, grander, you know. So for him, I mean, that was bringing Colossus, for example, to the park. You know, he at the time, Primordial Cannibal, this neither were, um, it was before we even thought about designing our own rides. And he, he said, you know, the goal is to do something bigger and greater than the last generation. So you know, he clearly outdid himself with Primordial. And for me and and Madison and Christopher and Kristen, what we talk about is just, we have big plans. Yeah. <laughs> we have big dreams. And um, without giving anything away, we have some very exciting things coming in the next year and in the next couple of years. Um, but the goal is always to just provide an excellent experience for for families. And um, we're going to continue to take good care of our classic rides. Um, we're going to continue to be a traditional theme park and, and stick to our values. And we're going to bring some new, exciting stuff just like Primordial in the future. So okay. get ready. Put Lagoon on the map if you haven't been here you definitely need to to put it on your theme park bucket list because we've got big plans. Big plans. That is exactly what we want to hear. We <laughs> yeah. love it. You know, yes. doing conservation and preserving yep. the, the landmarks and the yep. history, but also bringing it into the future for new generations like yes. your son to enjoy right. as the years That's go right. by. Uh, Julie, I know I speak for all of ACE when I say thank you in advance for hosting us. And congrats on the successful opening of Primordial. I mean, that's just, it's been so wonderful to read all the things. Oh, I can't wait for you to write it. I mean, you guys couldn't have picked a better time (laughs) both for the ride and for Frightmares. I mean... I'm so excited. We've just been so excited to share Primordial with everybody. You know, we've been working on it for so long. We've just been, man, we just want to get it open so we can see everyone's <laughs> reaction. Like, and especially coaster enthusiasts, people who know coasters, who know mm-hmm. the rides. I mean, I can't wait for you guys to ride it. I cannot wait to meet everybody. 
um, in just 10 days. It's 10 days it's away. That'd be awesome. Well, now when people are listening to it, it's tomorrow. <laughs> so That's right. Okay, it'll and, be tomorrow. And if they're listening to it after, then they've already heard about it. Uh, in fact, we will be featuring Primordial on an upcoming First Drop episode after one of our members has yes. written it to give us their full breakdown of it. And oh, yeah. of course, we're going to have someone talk about how Fall Conference was, how the visit to mm -hmm. Lagoon and SNS Worldwide was in our event episode next month. So everybody listening, be on the lookout for that. And Julie, we just look forward to all of the things happening at Lagoon. And really, thank you for being on the show and sharing with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I love I love talking about Lagoon. It's such a wonderful place to, to be working. And I cannot wait for you guys to experience it. Thank you for having me. So make sure you're checking out lagoonpark.com for all of the exciting things happening at Lagoon and follow them on Instagram at Lagoon Park. And of course, they are on Facebook. And the American Coaster Enthusiasts are everywhere you consume your social media, Facebook, Twitter, Threat. Oh, excuse me. It's X now. Threads, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Make sure you're subscribed to all of Ace's pages on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord to stay on top of all the Lagoon and Coaster and Park news coming out and to hear what your ACE membership has to offer. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you can, rate and review. And if you have any questions, comments, or podcast episode pitches for us, please reach out to podcast at aceonline.org. Thanks for listening. I hope you get to ride Primordial today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.